Hi, I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the Idol Seed. I got the superstar, Kim Schultz. How are you, Kim? I am doing awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. And I got Derek the Toymaker, Neil. How are you, Derek? I'm doing just fine. How are Woo! you? Woo! You're here! Right. You're here! Yeah. All right! Woo! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Derek's getting, uh, ready. Derek's getting ready to go out of town, aren't you? Yep, getting ready to head to uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend. Uh, uh, weekend. Yes. I, I, I got added to that group. I don't know if you added me or not, but I've been watching a lot of exciting people, excited people, ready to go down to their little Frightmare thing. Oh my God! Yes. One and of by the I'm way, I'm looking I, forward to is uh, my friend uh, Lou Avarilla. Uh, he has this character that he cosplays as called Father Evil. He's basically an evil Catholic priest. Oh, and really? He's, he's uh, paired up with another cosplayer who dresses up as Jesus, and they're doing photo ops for $10 at his table where you can get in with Jesus and Father Evil, and I figured I'll dress up in my demon costume. Ah! That'll be awesome. <laughs> That'll be kick ass, man. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Oh, I tell you what, I, uh, I gave, uh, I'm going to give Derek uh, some money because I want some good autographs. So, you know. Oh, there's no one that's that exciting that's going to be there. Oh, <laughs> don't even say that, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, Danny Trejo, Tony Todd. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I can't wait. But oh yeah, man, it's it's gonna be so much fun. And yeah, so all right. First off is Freaky, and it's on HBO Max. Okay, seventeen-year-old Miley Kaiser, played by Catherine Newton. Um, she is you know she's spending her days just trying to sur survive high school. And all the kids are kind of mean in spirit to her. So, uh, so she decides, okay, I'm, uh, I'm just going to get through high school and we'll be done. So anyway, so the butcher played by Vince Vaughn, he play, he's a, the, he's a serial killer and, and he's been doing mover, murders, uh, uh, in that area and all that stuff. And, and he's kind of a deranged, well, he is a deranged killer. And so um, he's about to kill Millie. And all of a sudden, uh, there's a little a wand and they switch bodies. And she becomes uh, the butcher. And he becomes uh, Miley, uh, uh, Miley. Miley. Millie. And so... It's just they have 24 hours to find a little deal, and then they can switch bodies. And oh man, I just thought that okay, this movie, um, I love I uh, I loved a lot of this movie, and I just thought that Freaky is uh, so nice to see Vince Vaughn play a vin villain. Now, he played a villain in 1999-92 Psycho, directed by the great uh, Gus Van Zandt. He plays Norman, and I say, okay, you know, he, I didn't think he fit in as Norman. Nobody can replace uh, Anthony Hopkins. No, no, they cannot. No, they cannot. And also, yeah, and that was the only bad movie I ever saw uh, Gus Van Zandt do. But I just thought, okay, this is not fun. So, anyways, I thought that uh, Vince Vaughn was very good as playing the butcher, and I like the scenes between uh, 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 Catherine and and uh, and uh, the butcher. I thought that was uh, a very so very good scenes in that movie, and I just thought the whole movie was fun. Now, are you going to uh, remember this movie uh, later on? Probably not, but it's, uh, it's, it's not a bad movie, not, not a bad movie to watch. I enjoyed a lot of this. And I thought the look of the movie was great. And it's also, uh, and also it's written and uh, 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 ri uh, directed by Michael Landon. Yes, that's Michael Landon's son. 
He also co-wrote the script as well. There are some holes in this movie, but overall, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give this movie a two and a half out of four stars. It's worth watching. And uh, Kim, okay, what do you think of this movie, Kim? Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Okay, here we go, here we go. Yeah. So, first of all, this show, Freaky, is like uh, the horror part of Freaky Friday. Yes. So, that's kind of where it comes from. And yeah. I have to say that I did my normal horror movie um, <laughs> procedure by watching as much as I possibly could tolerate and then fast forward through all of the killing part which by the way i like i there was like a teacher part in there and there was i i missed it i didn't watch it i don't have the i don't and by the way alan ruck plays the teacher yeah yeah, yeah and he's from uh, ferris bueller's day off yeah yeah so i i honestly I'll, you're gonna be shocked but i honestly love the premise of this movie and if i was able to tolerate you know people getting sawed in half or their stuff cut off. I, I I think that it would it would be it would be an actually pretty good movie. I liked the look of the movie and I'm telling yeah. you, I loved Vince Vaughn as a fifteen year old girl. I loved that. Yeah. He seventeen did, year old girl. Seventeen. He did such a wonderful job playing <laughs> her. And you know, uh Millie when she's, you know, a serial killer, she's just Psycho crazy. Um, so I, you know what? I actually enjoyed the comedy part of this. I'm, I'm glad if they would have made this a movie that was a serious, you know, like I would yeah. not have, I would not have enjoyed it. But because of Vince Vaughn's character, when he played Millie, I thoroughly enjoyed, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I love the scene in the car with the boy oh. and the yellow teeth. And I was cracking up. So if you, I mean, I'm telling you, if you like, if you like fun horror, just goofiness, then yes, I definitely would go. I'd watch this show. If you're like me with a little squeamish, you know, there's about four different, four different times you can just hit the fast forward button. You're like, yeah, I don't need to watch it. And some of the killing goes fast. Some of it doesn't. You know what's going to happen. I just don't really enjoy watching that part. It, it it psychologically messes with my head. So I still enjoyed this movie and I would give it a two out of four stars. Um, I liked, I liked, I liked the whole thing except the, the killing part. If it would have been like, just to show and like blood splat on the wall. I could have watched the whole thing. I just don't, I personally do not enjoy watching someone, you know, get dismembered. I, I, I can't do that. But the reality is I'm not going to give it a bad score because Vince Vaughn did a fantastic job. I could not have, I just, I was cracking up. So two out of four oh, stars. Man, I tell you, what, that, that, that's surprising. <laughs> I thought, yeah. All right, Derek, what'd you think of this movie? I actually enjoyed this one. Uh, like Kim said, it's it's the the Freaky Friday of horror films. Yeah, uh, it's it's from the same studio that did. Uh, uh, oh, now I can't think of the name of the movie. Uh, Happy Death Day. Oh yes, yes. Uh, which is the horror version of Groundhog Day. Yeah, kind of. I kind of like that concept of taking these tired old tropes from, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and redoing them with that horror twist. I, mm -hmm. I really like that. It, it makes it different. You don't expect it. Uh, Vince Vaughn is, as as uh, you guys have said, he's absolutely hilarious seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, oh my God! Seventeen-year-old girl, you know it's. Uh, <laughs> I loved. I loved when they went the when he, when he went the bathroom the first time. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, this is fun. Yeah, I tell you what, and I like how he walked too, because he's playing a girl, and I like how he walked and all that stuff. You know, that was cool. It kind of reminded me of the scene from the uh, uh, Jumanji uh, with uh, The Rock 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. The one girl who who turns into Jack Black and she has to go to the bathroom and she realizes that she's got male parts. She's like, hey, guys, come look at this. Yeah, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That was exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. Same fun. It was just as good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely. And anytime you, you have a role reversal like that, you know, with actors portraying somebody that they're not. It's always it always leads to hilarity. I mean, it, it's oh. there aren't very many movies that do that, uh, and usually it's these Freaky Friday type films that do that. Uh, vice versa with Kirk Cameron is another one that I remember that did kind of the same thing with uh, Dudley Moore. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like father, like son. Yeah, yeah, like father, like or or eighteen again with uh, uh, oh. Uh, Oh, uh, Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. Uh, it's a uh, no. Was that the uh, one no, with no, the guy no. from the basketball? George Burns. Oh, George, George Burns. Oh, yeah, George Burns. Yes. oh my oh, gosh! Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm sorry. That was a yeah. great one. And, and loved that one. I mean, and and the actor they had that played his grandson when they swapped. Yes, yeah. looked just he like did him. A perfect George Burns. I mean, yeah. If yeah. I didn't know any better, they just. Made yep. George Burns younger. Also, uh, vice versa, starred Judge Reinhardt and Fred Savage. That was yeah, I that's that right, movie that's was right. Good too. Yeah, so. yeah. But those those movies do a really good job of doing yes. that kind of role reversal, and and this one takes that role reversal and adds the the little bit of a twist of it's not just older younger, but it's also girl boy. So it, it, right. Oh yeah. Kind of, oh yeah. Serial killer student. I mean, there's yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I actually really enjoyed this one. It was, you know, it was fun to watch. Uh, I wasn't, I didn't really care about the plot holes because you could tell that yeah. everybody was just having so much fun making the movie. It, right. Yeah. You know, it could have been the worst writing ever, but just as much fun as these, these actors had with their roles, oh, it yeah. would have been a fun film to watch anyway. I have to give this one three out of four stars. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, there's, yeah, this, uh, it's a really, uh, it, it's a good movie. So. If they, if they would have just shown blood splatting on the wall, like pick up the knife and then hit the splat, I would have done three out of four stars too. I just, just, I personally just, I can't stomach the grossness. It was Dude, is, is there something that offends you with blood, Kim? Um, <laughs> No, I I, it's the blood. It's it's the it, guts. It, oh, oh, the guts. That's right. It's, it's it's more it's more of the empathy part. Like I I, I I can't. Sometimes I can't take away the empath part of my personality when it comes to this stuff. So yeah. watching so watching it, I have to really get into a mindset and then just yeah, I just can't. I've never been able to handle it. I can watch it, but only if I'm making fun of it. So next week we'll be watching Faces of Death. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. I will be fast forward in that. And that was a one minute movie. <laughs> okay, next up is Corilla on Disney Plus. And Emma Stone plays uh, Essela. And she's uh, she's young, and, and she, but she's so clever. And she just wants to make a name for herself. So at a young age, um, she needs to. She comes across a couple of uh, thieves, or the about the same age she is. So they decide to uh, make a lane for themselves in London. So in London, uh, they come across uh, 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 Baron von uh, Hellman. Hellman. Played by uh, Emma Stone, or I'm sorry, uh, oh God, the Baroness. Uh, uh, the Emma Baroness. Thompson, Emma Thompson. Geez, sorry, and yeah, and so, um, so she kind of takes a, a liking to her, and so she asked her. She said, "Hey, uh, one, uh, she was a one person picked that, uh, and and." She is so uh, cruel to everybody. Emma Stone is great in this part. And she's so rude to everybody. Emma Thompson. And, and, yeah, Emma Thompson. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> God, I keep messing this up. What's wrong with me? Anyways. Too many, 
There's too uh, many Emmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah too right. many, too many Emmas. But yeah, and then uh, they become very close, and then all of a sudden, the um, she likes uh, the designs that she's doing, and she wants her to come work with her at her factory. So she, uh, Emma, has kind of a wild side, and and you know, there's so many secrets that the Baroness has, and. And she has, um, she just wants to take, uh, Emma Stone, who plays Elsa, just wants to take revenge on her. There's so many secrets that Von Helm has that nobody really knows about. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. It's worth watching. Anyway, so I love every, anything that Emma Stone stars in. She is just a tremendous, tremendous actress. And she is so great. And, and playing this role, man, Corella is that that was just a role uh, she was made to, to, to star in. Of course, Emma uh, uh, D- uh, Glenn Close played her and I thought she was brilliant. And this is a throwback to when everything started in the world of Corella DeVille. And I thought uh, all the I thought that um, um uh, Emma Thompson is terrific in this role, and I love the scenes between uh, 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 Corella Deville and uh, and uh, 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 Emma Thompson. The roles between the two of those guys is just magnetic. Also, it was uh, uh, written by Tony McRamara, who did a really good job. And also, I thought the movie was brilliantly directed by Greg Kalexby. I thought this movie is so entertaining, and and uh, I heard that they signed on to do another one. And I thought this movie was terrific, and I'm going to give this movie three and a half out of four stars. I highly recommend you watch this, and just the look of this whole movie uh, it's just amazing. And there are some serious parts in this movie as well. So maybe don't let the little kids watch this. But I just thought this movie is well worth watching. And uh, I can't say anything more good things about this movie. Kim, what do you think? Well, I agree. This is not a child movie. This is not no. a little kid movie. Unless, I mean, your kids always watch that stuff. But don't think that this is the Disney movie. No. Uh, it's not. It's not. um you know the 101 Dalmatians and and just in real people it is it is basically how you know the evil person in the you know what is it the villain yeah. you know it's the kind of the life of where the villain came from it's the backstory yeah gives you a little bit of understanding of well Cruella comes you know comes from i love the costumes i loved the 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 sets yeah. i loved all of it emma stone oh my gosh the way she transforms at the beginning i was just kind of like i don't see this and then all of a sudden you're like oh i see it um and emma thompson plays the baroness she too i I love emma thompson she was great i i i like the storyline i liked the i liked it all i this is a movie that it's a it's a must-see fun it's a must-see fun movie i too would i would give it i would have to say four out of four stars it's it's one that i would highly recommend it's got everything in it um and uh estella played by the emma stone great you know like it it was oh my gosh i just i really loved i love seeing the transformation it's almost a little shocking you're just kind of like yeah yes and yeah. and yeah, Emma Stone, she's she's amazing. So yeah, everybody else did a good job too. I yes. liked how they fit the Dalmatians into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes. You know, like was it was I mean, everything had a everything had a part to it, and I really did enjoy this. So I would highly recommend it with four out of four stars. I tell you why, like you said before, man, this movie, like you said, it just looks beautiful. Yeah, and the like you said, the fashion in it is terrific. I mean, it's just there's no uh, bad part in this movie. Derek, what do you think? Well, I want to give this one four stars. 
I, I, I really do. Uh, my wife loves this movie, and, and I, I, I honestly, I, I love the movie too. Uh, yeah. The actors are phenomenal. Production design was above and beyond. Costumes alone hmm. are just absolutely stunning yeah. and beautiful. You know, this movie, you know, everything they set out for it to be was exactly what they set out to be. Cast yeah. was phenomenal. You know, everything was perfect. The only problem I have with it, which is why I can't give it four stars, is why did we have to give all these classic villains tragic backstories? Can't they just be bad people? Because no! bad people. No! <laughs> no, come on! Come on, Derek! <laughs> well, it, it, it kind of changes the dynamic of the original 101 Dalmatians. Now I feel bad for <laughs> I felt bad oh for it. Hello? Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, why do you think I'm in love with Loki? Come on! Well, see, well, see Loki's <laughs> different. He he was already a tragic figure. I, he, I mean, the, yeah. I the character of Loki is tragic even yeah, but in, in the original uh, sense of the the uh, original uh, uh, religious implications. But see, I did not know that. I honestly didn't know it until I watched the because I don't know. I'm not. I don't follow that. And so, like, I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, I get the backstory, and my heart empath goes out and's like, oh, he wasn't wanted. Oh my gosh, I love this guy. But I don't like so it's that it's the it's what pulls people in to be able to empathize with these characters while you hate them. Well, and it, well it, it works for for the movie Cruella. Yeah. But like I said, if if you if you then watch the 101 Dalmatians with yep. the implications of the film Cruella, you suddenly feel bad for her. <laughs> and and she's a horrible person. <laughs> you know, at, at what point are we going to have some sort of a origin film for Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> it's not his fault that he's a murderer and a cannibal. Somebody was mean to him on the playground. <laughs> not every not everybody is bad but yeah. you know there was he could he jeffrey dahmer might have been seriously tortured and beat you don't know it still it doesn't it doesn't justify their bad behavior it allows you oh, to no, no, empathize yeah. with them while you hate them yeah but and and like i said you know in in the context of the original 101 dalmatians the the character of corella was written to be just this mean nasty woman who wanted nothing more than to kill right. these dogs and make a costume out of them she wasn't meant to be this this character who you sympathize with now in empathize in cruella you can get to do that because you you know you you see where her humble beginnings are you see how she got to be who she was. You see that that there are certain aspects of, of her life that you know, they're poignant to the plot, so I won't give it away. Right. But you, right. you see that there are certain aspects that, that made a difference to who she was. Mm -hmm. But then if you were to go back and watch the original cartoon with those, you know, plot points in your mind, you begin to change the... the, the the feelings around the character of Cruella and it doesn't work for me in that aspect. Now, as a standalone movie, it works great. It's perfect. You know, if there was no 101 Dalmatians cartoon made back in, what was it? 1960, whatever. Yeah. Then I would say Cruella is a four star movie all the way. But do you, but, do, do, do you see how, do you see how genetics and, like how they're how it plays a role in it. If you're if you're watching this and you're going into biological versus genetics versus your uh, who you are, are raised around, who raises you, who your friends are, how the, the nurture how, versus nature. Correct. Like so, that leads you to you could do everything you possibly can. Let's just let's just say that Jeffrey Dahmer was adopted by somebody that that or he was his 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 parents were never his whatever and he was he was taken on by a, a catholic church and but it's instilled in his it instilled in his dna to be the person he is it doesn't matter how great you are it still can turn someone evil 
so that's how oh, I yeah, that's how yeah. that's how I that's how I kind of took this movie is it gives you the backstory of of someone and that's how that's how I get it because you you like her here but you don't have to like her later when she gets evil. Yeah, and, and like I said, for, for, for the film Cruella, if it were a standalone film and we didn't yeah. already have the 101 Dalmatians and with everything set up through that film, right? then it would be a four-star movie for me all the way. Yeah. But because right. of the fact that we already have something built up, you know, after, after five decades of, or, or six decades at this point, of us watching 101 Dalmatians... Yeah. And seeing Cruella as this heartless, you know, woman that just, you know, didn't care about anything but herself. I think it, it, it kind of creates this this division between the two films when you have two, dif- you know, conflicted characters. Because they right. are two separate characters. Uh, they yeah. really are. Uh, but we've been we've been watching the Cruella from 101 Dalmatians for for all these decades Right. And now we're introduced to this this other Cruella that we didn't know, and it kind of throws the beat off. Uh, right. Now, yeah. I I still I still think that Cruella is an absolutely beautiful movie, wonderful film, great actors. Oh. I just can't give it four stars. Right. It will, however, get three stars. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I tell you what, I I love how they go back when she was just a little baby, and they just so what happens throughout her lives and the kids were so mean to her and all that stuff, you know, it was just, I just thought that that was just, uh, you know, it went from where she is after the movie and all that until how hard it was for her. Of course they're all, they were thieves and all that stuff. And I, you know, but you know, I kind of like that part of the story cause it's, I, you know, I, I just love this story. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah. it's, it's kind of it like, good. it's kind of like, that's the same problem I have with like the, the, uh, Star Wars prequels. Yeah. Uh, the, the, those, uh, those films, uh, were, uh, uh, they're arguably the worst, uh, films of the, uh, uh, of the George Lucas era. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Uh, I won't get into the Disney versions, no. but, uh, yeah. uh, and, and honestly, I, I liked the Disney versions, so it's, I, I do too. Uh, but, but yeah, it's the, that same kind of thing is, do we really need to have that story? Why can't we just have, you know, the, the original tales, you know, with, you know, the, the Darth Vader being, being, uh, you know, rescued by his son, and yeah, yeah. You know him being him being. Uh, you know, I can't think of the term now, but you know, uh, where where he's he's saved by the actions of his his son, showing him that he can still do this and that. And yeah, yeah, it's it just yeah. Okay, next right. up, next up is worth and it's on netflix okay of course uh when the attacks uh happen in uh now it's been 20 years now since the attacks on the world trade center and the pentagon uh the congress uh puts together um uh people who can help uh help figure out all this stuff so they hired uh, Kenneth uh, Weiberg, played by Michael Keaton, and and he and the rest of his crew are listening to the victims uh, who uh, who want to be compensated. They don't want they want their families to be around, but they go and listen to see how much uh, they're gonna get off this, uh, off what, uh, their families passing away. And through all this tragedy, and they they all ask is that how much is it for uh, how much would uh, your wife get uh, if you pass on is what they asked him, and uh, I thought that um, uh, Weinberg uh, believes in the beginning that everything should be done straight by the book, and he said he. Um, 
he tells the rest of his firm that everybody has to be paid back and nobody can uh, come back and say, hey, uh, we didn't get enough money for this and all that stuff. He wants everybody to be paid equally. So all of a sudden, uh, he comes in contact with uh, Charles Wolfe, played by the great Dan, uh, Stanley Tucci, and, and he's a community organizer. And he's mourning the death of his wife, who passed away during the attacks. And, and so he said, um, he said, how much uh, would your wife be paid, once again, if you passed on? And I thought this, uh, and so after he starts listening to uh, what St uh, Charles Worth has to say to him, he kind of turns uh, the tables a little bit and he realizes how many, uh, um, everybody has to be paid differently. If you have a family and all that stuff, it's just, it, uh, you can't do go by the same wages and all that stuff. I thought the movie, uh, was directed by Sarah uh, Colangelo and it was written by Mark uh, Brostein and I thought they both did just an excellent, excellent job and Michael Keaton uh, I've always loved Michael Keaton and I thought him playing uh, Kim uh, Feisenberg I thought uh, there wasn't uh, he just took over the part and I just thought, oh my God, he! I've always thought Michael Keaton was a tremendous actor, and I thought he's just so good in this movie as well. Also, it stars Amy Ryan is terrific in this movie as well, and he, she plays the assistant to Michael Keaton, and also the great Stanley Tucci, who plays Charles Wolfe. He is fantastic. And I love the conversation between uh, him and fighting, and it's just, it's just, it's just excellent. And also, um, you know, like I said before, um, the he finally asked me, said, "So, uh, what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen with everybody who uh, is a victim?" And at the beginning, Michael, uh, uh, he says, "Well." Um, they're going to be paid equally. And then he kind of realized, he kind of buys in to what uh, uh, Charles Wolf said to him. And, and so he kind of changes his tune a little bit after the accident. I tell you what, I can't give enough credit to how brilliant this movie is. This is probably one of the saddest events, maybe the saddest events ever, ever happened to America and I just thought this movie was it, it is just I remember this and I know Kim and Derek remember all this stuff I was uh, I, I couldn't believe this all happened they blew up the world both World Trade Centers and the Pentagon and, and uh, the, it's just I can't tell you how Emotional, I got watching this movie, but I thought that I thought this movie is four out of four stars. Uh, if you uh, this movie is uh, it's and th this movie is just excellent, and uh, I can't tell you any more about this movie. It's just excellent, four out of four stars. Um, I I was in college and I was older when I went to college. And I went into the media room, and somebody says somebody just blew up the World Trade Center, and I'm like, oh, that's that's not right. And I went, and they blew up the world. Yeah, it's just I I can't I still can't get over that. And um, I uh, yeah, Kim, what do you think of this movie? Well, these are always hard movies, um, especially when you're coming up to the anniversary of something that was so traumatic to anybody that remembers whether yes. you're in you know school or um older this is a horrible thing um but when you have when you have things like this what really kind of makes me sad is eventually it's all about um money 
And yes. anytime, oh, yes. anytime it happens, and we just experienced this in 2020, where they started, you know, shutting things down and doing things. And then the first thing they said was, oh, we, we got to get money out. We got to get money out to people. And 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 money just gets thrown at, at, at things. And this was a little different because this, they, they, they came up with this plan. And even when this was happening in my brain, because I'm a numbers person, to figure out, I did not know how the commission works. It was very interesting. But to sit down in a meeting with a bunch of political people and say, we're going to do this and, and having to calculate someone's worth and then for people to automatically believe that everyone's value is equal is, is very hard for a lot of people to understand. And in, in my brain, in my brain, that's not how it works. Um, in my brain, um, I, I realized that people all have different values. Uh, you, you know, like you, you make more money than me, then yeah, you have more bills than me, but how much is a life? Like, and, and, and some people were like, I, I don't know. It was just, it's just hard to put a dollar value on it. And then what they, what they realized was. Um, you have to have you have to have a way of doing it though, but they did not come up with all the solutions as we did in 2020, coming up with all these great ideas, not thinking it through all the way. They came up with a plan that they were going to offer these people, and it was written down, blah 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 blah, and then all of a sudden they started hearing stories, and they got a law and a law and a law, and they didn't fit in the blahs. There were not there there there's no way of of fitting them into this this the category. And there's so many different things that people are so naive when it comes to politics that life is so simple. They only know their life and the people around them. They don't understand the multiple levels of classes, the multiple levels, whether it comes with being illegal, being married, being divorced, being gay, being um making a million dollars a year, whether you make bonuses, whether you make $25,000 a year, you know, it, it is not, it's not easy to, to do that, but you have to, you, you, you can't just give everybody a billion dollars, you know, you can't, there, there is a value on it. And, and I just cannot imagine being Ken um, Feinberg in that situation and he actually accepted and wanted to do it himself because he wanted to make sure people were actually compensated and were not in 10 years of lawsuits. Right. That's what I got from this because I've I've dealt with people who have sued for 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 workman's comp and stuff and it's 10 years that they're gonna see anything. And they basically wanted to get these families paid off so they could move on. And just, it was it was very interesting to me. It was, it was very hard and very sad to have to listen to the stories, but it was very interesting to me to, to hear all the stories that I already knew would be happening. Well, I'm yeah. the person that could have come up with that because that's what I do for a living is yeah. have to come up with every scenario. And people are so close-minded that they don't even, they're not even in touch with reality. This shows that Ken Feinberg had a great intention and Charles Wolf had to basically come to Jesus with him on, you have to think of these people, they're individual people. Right. And so now let's look at them individually and not lump them all together. And what I what I really found interesting <laughs> is when they were in the meeting with the immigrants. Yes. And they were saying, this is how much money you're going to get. And they were so happy. And then you were in a meeting with attorneys for other people saying, no, 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 no. Money, 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 money. More. No, no. We're going to fight money, money. And these other people were like, they thought they had won the lottery, like of the amount of money because that was such a big number for them. Yeah. And these people, no amount of money, you know, was and and having to explain to somebody, your, your life doesn't, your, your life, your husband's life does not equal her husband's life. 
right. um, was not was not easy. So yeah, this mo- this movie is it's it's not an easy movie to watch. I don't recommend everybody watch no. it if it's not something that they that they like. I'm I like information. I would say three out of four stars. Michael Keaton, uh, amazing. He's one of my favorites. Like my, I love too. Mike and Stan and Daniel tu- Stanley Tucci did a great job. Um, also, Amy Ryan is great yeah, in this movie. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, the, I don't know. I I thought I thought it was a gra- I thought it was a great movie, but it's 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 a hard one. It brings back, and especially with the anniversary coming up, you know, this weekend. Um, yeah. It, 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 this is a situation in our life that we'll never ever ever forget. No. Um, and it. It, it was the biggest. It was the biggest tragedy that brought our United States together in a way that we never had been before. Um, and then we're dealing with now. We're dealing with division. And so this. The, it it made me sad that we. It made me sad that where we're at. Where we're at. Where we're at now. Um, and where we had come after a tragedy. It, it it was there was a lot of mixed emotions with this movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Man, all right, Derek. What'd you think? Yeah, I I have to agree. There was a uh, a lot of uh, mixed emotions with this one, uh, and I'm sure it was a business decision to make this movie and have it come out at the time it did, mm-hmm. you know, right near the 20th anniversary of of 9/11. Yes, yeah, 20 years, man. Yeah, I'm just like, uh, wow. Now I I do have to disagree about how you know it brought us together. Uh, it did, for the most part. 9/11 did bring America together, for the most part, but it did create divisions within the religious side of it. Yeah. That's kind of where the whole division between Americans, like Christian Americans and Muslim Americans, began. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, in the days afterward stories of of people of ethnic descent that appeared as if it could be Islamic being dragged out of taxis and beaten up because people assumed that they must be for the attacks. Uh, Even Donald Trump himself had at one point said that he remembers seeing, you know, Muslims, you know, praising the attacks, which never actually happened because he wasn't even in New York when it happened. (laughs) God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, Yeah. But, uh, we're, to this day, we're still having problems uh, uh, dealing with, uh, you know, not just the the survivors, uh, but even the rescue workers. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. There, yes. there was a rescue worker fund that was set up, but apparently it only assisted rescue workers who were full-time. And it yeah. did not help part-time or volunteer rescue workers. So there's a lot of volunteer rescue workers from 9-11 who have since either passed away or are still suffering long-term health effects from the result of the cleanup and the rescues, and they're not getting any compensation whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking when you think that here we are, we're about to hit the 20th anniversary of this event that is, you know, historically one of the most terrible events to occur on American soil as far as terrorist attacks. At least since, you know, the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and there are people who are still suffering as a result. We really, you know, this movie kind of brings to light some of the problems and it just a small portion of them. I think everybody did a great job on it. You can't go wrong with Michael Keaton. I think no. even bad Michael Keaton movies are good movies. Uh, yeah. He's exactly. one of those actors that you could put in a movie and it would elevate it, you know, no matter what the movie was. It could be yeah. a 1992 Psycho remake. You put no. in there and suddenly it's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If, if Michael Keaton was the detective that was following uh, Anne Heche's character, I bet that movie would have been a lot better. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it's but yeah, I mean, everybody did it. Stanley Tucci's another one. He's he's a phenomenal actor. Uh, my favorite films that he's in are the uh, the Kingsman films. I, I love those. Those are absolutely fantastic films as well. 
I'm going to have to give this one uh, uh, four out of four stars. Yeah. They, I tell you what, and then also tonight, Robin Roberts has a special about the victims who were still alive that uh, the female victims uh, were all a part of that. That's going to air tonight on uh, ABC. So, yeah, I mean... Where were where were you when? Uh, well, well, I guess you told us you you were. Yeah, I was getting ready to go into. Uh, um, I went to school college much later in life, and uh, I was getting ready to go into media class. And uh, somebody told us that the uh, the twin towers were blowing up, and I was like, uh, "What?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I so. was uh, getting up in the morning. Uh, I. I slept in because I didn't have to be at work as early as I normally do. Uh, I was assistant manager of Valentino's at the time that it happened. So I literally woke up, turned the TV on as I'm getting dressed, and I'm seeing it splashed all over the news, and I'm flipping through channels like, what the heck? Yeah. At the time I woke up, the first tower was the only one that was hit. Uh, Right. I hadn't seen the, the second tower. So they were speculating at that point. I remember them talking about how people thought that maybe it was hit with a a missile launcher and then eventually it came out that a plane had struck the building and then people were like it must be some terrible accident and you know all that and then the second plane I think I was at work by the time the second plane hit and I was watching it on the TV at work and we were like okay two planes hitting two different buildings at the same time this is no accident no it's not yeah, I was I was working two jobs and going to class, man. So and what were you doing, Kim? So um, I was my daughter was in the bathroom getting ready to go to school. She was probably in like the fifth grade, maybe fourth or fifth grade, and I had the news on and I saw it hit the tower, and then um, we were getting ready to go to school, and then the next one hit. And I called the school and I told Don, which was our secretary at Bishop, I said, um, we're under attack. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, they've just, they took down the Twin Towers and um, they're doing this, the planes just hit, we're under attack. And she was like, huh? And I said, we're under attack. And then um, I said, they hit the thing and then the other plane went down. And by that time, I think I'd, I, I kept Chelsea there I took her up to the school and um, because she was still going to school and I remember them watching it and then the plane went down and I said oh my gosh the they they got the they the passengers got the terrorists and they 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 crashed the plane they were I don't know where they were going they saved the plane and then all these parents started coming up to the school to take their kids out of school but I had gone up to the school because um so that I could sit with the kids and be there for them and um I didn't want it to be a different day but yeah that's where I that's what I did but I knew we were attacked and I knew that the the plane that landed in the field I knew they had taken it down like I knew that the people were uh had taken it down I, 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 I knew uh, that ahead of time yeah, uh, and I took uh, I took my three kids to school that morning, and then I went to school, and um, yeah, I was just yeah, I, I just couldn't believe that happened. You know, it just it's it's shocking. It's still shocking. You know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, well, it's one of those moments that'll live on, you know, in infamy. I mean, it's. Just as that's one of those moments where, you know, we ask, where were you when this happened? The same thing with the Challenger disaster. Where were you when that happened? Yeah. When JFK was assassinated. Where were you when that happened? Right. Well, I I wasn't alive when that happened. No, no, I don't think any of us were alive when JFK was assassinated. A kid was. Hey, I was oh. not. Jay, he was assassinated in 1963. My parents, my parents had just started dating. <laughs> I was not thought of yet. Oh my god! <laughs> now I I do remember uh, the Challenger disaster. I remember yep. that one. I was at oh, KU. I was, I was at KU for that one. I was in English class. 
I was working in I was working at Industrial Chrome, and uh, then somebody said the uh, uh, the Challenger. No, I watched it go down. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we had it on TV. We watched it in yeah. class. Yes. For the Challenger. Yeah, we watched it blow up in yeah, class. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I was. I was in in. I was in college too. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in college. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I I was in grade school. Oh God! <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a youngin. Uh, yeah. But I, yeah, I we we were actually watching it uh, in our class. Uh, it was kind of one of those class things. Yeah. Most schools around the country were because yeah. one of the uh, astronauts was Krista McAuliffe. Who she was, was a teacher. Oh, yes. A teacher. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I, I remember when. Uh, one of my friends who uh, who was working in industrial chrome said this challenger went down i was like what so we we i don't know how we watched it but yeah then then we saw it go down i was like yeah that's something else you you don't forget that kind of stuff no you know? no yeah you're not yeah but so anyways all right um okay uh, okay, next week we're going to review He's All That on Netflix. And we're going to review Blood, Blood, Blood Brothers, the story of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali on Netflix. And also, Kim, you're excited about this. We're going to review, review Jacob's Wife on Shudder. There we go. <laughs> I can I can already review that. That's a no. <laughs> All right. Well, superstar Kim Schultz, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, and Derek, who's soon to bury being a daddy, the toy maker Neil. Thank you so much, Derek. And thank you, and I hope everybody has a great week. You betcha. And I'm Keith the Critic, and this is the ILC.